Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of How to Scale an Agency. I'm on with the Corey Quinn, who owns Corey Quinn Inc. He's helped Scorpion, which a lot of you guys might actually know about them. They're a pretty awesome agency that's grown considerably over the last five years, I think, 10 years maybe, but yep. they've been around for a while. I've heard about them. I've actually lost a few clients to them before in the past, so <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty good, um, and they're, they're definitely taking the world by storm. So Corey helped build that business up and yep. is now helping B2B uh, SaaS or just SaaS companies and agencies um, scale and grow and, and do better. So I'm really mm -hmm. excited to have you on the show, Corey. Got a lot of good questions for you and excited to hear your stories. Thanks for hopping on. Thanks, Lucas. Super excited to be here. So Corey, let's start from square one. What did you do at Scorpion that sure. you feel gives you the knowledge necessary to train people on how to do the same thing for their agencies or their businesses. Sure, absolutely. Well, I think uh, well, I'll, I'll give you a little bit of background on my time at Scorpion, um, what we accomplished, and then we could kind of talk about how I can help other other uh, folks uh, from that experience. So back in 2015, I was hired as Scorpion's very first CMO. And mm -hmm. at the time, um, the company was doing, the agency was doing about $20 million in revenue. It's a founder-led business. Um, and the founder, uh, to that point, had mostly hired a lot of his friends and you know, high school buddies to help kind of build this business organically from scratch. And uh, they they were um, very, very successful getting to 20 million, but he had the, the, the founder really had a desire, deep desire to grow uh, to be a much bigger company. So he started looking outside uh, outside the company to, to folks who had um, some experience in in growth and and marketing and sales, and so I was recruited from the company I was I was at to come help uh, Rustin, the CEO and founder, uh, yeah. to to grow the business. And when I when I landed there, it was uh, I was the uh, I was the marketing team of one, so I was the the mm -hmm. only I was the only person in corporate marketing, but. Really, at uh, twenty million, they didn't have a marketing really department. No, wow. they didn't. It was basically <laughs> the CEO. Uh, every once in a while, um, you know, hiring an agency to do some brochures and just sending it out to some list they wow. bought off of Zoom Info type of thing. Uh, yeah. And and but the the way they got to twenty million was really really smart. What they did is um, they were uh, they had a concentration of businesses in the law firm, personal injury space. So criminal right. defense, but personal injury, those type of attorneys, as well as hospitals of all things. And yeah, the way that they, um, the, the, the service that they primarily provided when they started was websites and they would build uh, websites that were SEO optimized. And back in the day, you know, attorneys didn't, uh, this was about the time when I joined, when you know, attorneys were still getting comfortable with having a website and needing, needing a website for their presence. And people beginning to use places like Google to find an attorney, um, and so what would happen is because Scorpion uh, was early, they ended up amassing a lot of um, attorney clients. Every client got a website, and it was SEO optimized. And at the bottom of every website was a logo, a Scorpion logo, with a link back to Scorpion. And the way that attorneys shop, I learned, is that if you were not a Scorpion customer, you just um, and you wanted to get more SEO or more leads from your website, you would go to Google and you'd search for, you know, personal injury attorney in my area. And then of course, a Scorpion website will come up. And so that attorney would click and find the, the Scorpion website and call us. And so the business was right. really built tremendously on a lot of inbound, uh, a lot of mm. inbound marketing. 
uh, or inbound leads that were finding the uh, the websites and coming inbound. And so, um, what we really what we realized very quickly was that in order to scale up the business from twenty million right. to one hundred and fifty million, when I which is what I uh, what we left what I left at the end of last year, uh, about six years later, uh, we grew it to one hundred fifty million. So. What we needed to do to get that kind of scale is that we needed to um, formalize the inbound process, do a lot more things when it came to inbound marketing for Scorpion, but then also introduce a whole new discipline to the team, which was outbound sales and marketing. Right. And, yeah. Right. And so, um, and so there's 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 a, a lot of work that we did there that helped yeah. us to to really grow the company. So I have a I have a, a a theory that I'm working on, and I would be curious to hear what your thoughts are on it. I just did a podcast episode about it, and maybe before or after this episode, depending on when this airs. But I'm curious how you think about lead gen and lead magnets, because mm-hmm. I feel like I've been playing the wrong game for four years, and I feel <laughs> like recently I feel as if, and it's not like I'm some genius. I, I, it's a, it's a product. It's a process. I think anybody can replicate, honestly, without even spending any money. It's just like a very simple one, which is, um, I'm pretty confident I could probably get a hundred meetings booked on any person's calendar in hmm. less than 30 days, just by making the lead magnet so freaking good that like everybody says yes. So mm-hmm. when I was doing outbound, which is how I got started, we didn't get started with inbound. We got started with outbound. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just banging my head against the wall. And I would constantly go and say, hey, I'm going to go call 100 people and maybe two of them will say yes. But then recently, what started to happen in the last like nine months, I realized that if I gave someone something that was not a sales pitch and I could just get them on the phone and then at the end of the calendar invite, I said, do you have like 10 minutes to let me tell you kind of how we do things and if you're interested, that could turn into a sales call and I would get... 80 people out of 100 to say yes. And then of those 50 meetings, just from 100 or 40 meetings, right? And that's actually what's happening right now. Yeah. And so I'm curious, like, did you guys ever try any lead magnet strategies where instead of just like doing the traditional, hey, my name is Bob, I'm from Scorpion, we can do SEO for your area. Did you do anything Mm -hmm. else that got more people to say yes? Because I feel like that's the biggest problem I see with agencies is they just do stuff that people constantly say no to and they wonder why they're yeah. being yelled at on the phone, why no one wants to talk to them, why they're saying like, get me off your call list, like all this stuff, you know? <laughs> is that is that is that something that you, you've kind of been able to get around or what? Yeah, what like so I'll, I'll answer that in two different ways. So the, the speaking specifically to content, um, which is, you know, lead magnet in my mind is a type of content. Right. Um, and I'll also speak to what something I call a USI, which I'll explain here in a minute. But uh, when it comes to content, the thing that worked for us, we 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 were very intentional about becoming the guide. If you follow sort of the um, the, the story brand framework uh, that uh, right. Don, Donald Miller puts out, uh, there's a metaphor of the buyer is the hero on their own hero's journey, using the sort of the story metaphor. And that the, the 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 service provider, the agency, is the guide. And so, when it comes to internet marketing, Scorpion Soul websites and PPC and SEO and all these things, there's a lot of um, myths and confusion. And uh, attorneys, you know, they went to school to become an attorney. They're expert at being uh, provocative in the courtroom, not and managing SEO and managing the right. web. And in many cases, they they felt that they, uh, based on my experience. 
many of them feel like a fish out of water when it comes to the internet, especially in the early right. days. And so the way that we um, we went to market with, with our content was really about being a guide and helping them to meet them where they're at with, with regard to their hopes, their fears, their confusions, and helping to dispel those. And when it, and so with that framework, we are the guide. We would we would put together um, you know gated ebooks uh, and and whatnot as a way to begin to um, get signals from the market of people who are interested in buying or trying to diagnose right. the problem and so on and so forth. So we did we took that approach when it came to content. Yeah. So did you ever have one that you felt was like so good that it just worked all the time? I mean. Because I I've, I found one recently, which I, I don't know if it's just because it's a recent phenomenon and maybe it just didn't exist in the past or if there's other similar lead magnets that also worked in the past that I'm not aware of. But the whole podcast thing, man, has been a game changer because mm. I could go into any community. And this isn't even me trying to sell people on this because I don't actually sell the process of getting people on podcasts. I just, I sell everything else, but I don't sell this. So like anyone could just go replicate this. It's not like it's hard. It's just literally everyone wants exposure, you know, everyone wants to yeah. be put in front of the people. So um, what I'm like, what I did to get launched in the community to get all my first members is I would just invite them all on the pod. Yep. Everyone would say yes. yes. And then like, again, 80% of people would say they wanted to know more about my service. And then 100%. Sometimes, sometimes I didn't even need to sell them because they would just mention it, even if they didn't check the box, they'd be like, so what do you guys do? And then I would just give them the pitch. So what I've realized is that a lot of it is just about getting the conversation to happen. And if the conversation is happening, then people will uh, convert from there naturally, but they'll convert at a much sure. higher rate because a lot of this is relationship driven. It's like- 100%. So like, did you ever have anything that was just, this is insane. Like this is just <laughs> printing money. Like how are we doing this right now? So I, I want to tell you about US size in a second because it keeps coming up, but we did have a podcast. There's a, we actually did three podcasts while I was at Scorpion and then three actual YouTube shows. But one of the podcasts is still running. It's called The Sharpest Tool, and it's specifically for home service businesses. Mm. And the thing that we would do with the, with the Sharpest Tool is very similar to what you just shared, which is if we had a white whale client that we were yeah. a prospect that we wanted to close, we would invite them into our Scorpion <laughs> studios and you know put them on a jet and come out there and give them the song and dance. And it was a very right. highly sort of high touch kind of thing because these clients were really potentially important. We put them up on a pedestal, made them feel really yeah. important, gave them a platform to share their story and made them the hero again. So podcast is a great, is a great way to make someone feel really uh, yeah. unique and special. <laughs> That's fantastic. You know, I actually remember I heard um, this guy that I met about four years ago. And, and if I had just taken his advice, then I probably would be a hundred million dollar company right now, but it's taken yeah. me a while to learn this. Um, but he told me how he used to get clients with like Justin Bieber, uh, Ariana Grande, like all these massive names. Wow. And he just said, all he did was he just did something that nobody else would do is he would always send like a unique personalized gift directly yeah. to their management. Yeah. That was like actually expensive. Yeah that even if he didn't have a lot of money, he knew they would actually take, they would take. So like when he first started out, he bought, I think, Justin Bieber, a golden laptop that was like golden plated. So it, I think it cost like two grand, but it wasn't like pure gold or something like that. I forgot exactly how it went down, but it was something pretty expensive just to stand out, you know? Cause if somebody sends you that, what's your first reaction going to be? It's going to be like, crap, this is like actually so cool that someone actually did this for me. 
So that no matter is how big you are, you know. Yeah, no, that, that that's amazing that that would work at the Bieber level because uh, we did something yeah. very similar at Scorpion. So this thing I've been teasing the USI it stands for uniquely striking impression, and yeah. the the idea yeah. is that as a marketing team we had to hold ourselves accountable. We held ourselves accountable to this standard of anything we would do that uh, in marketing, whether it be content or how we showed up at a booth at a conference or. Uh, we did a tremendous amount of gift marketing. Um, and so we would call those USIs because they had to be unique, had to be something that they'd never seen before. If right. we sent them something, it would have to be, you know, some unique, it would have to be striking, which means it would have to give them an emotional reaction. Like, whoa, this is interesting. And it has to yeah. leave an impression. Um, and if we did that, then that would help us to sort of stand out in the sort of the sea of agencies that are trying to attract more attorneys as clients. And so I'll give you a couple of examples. We, we probably spent mm, over the years, and these are big numbers because we were a bigger agency, but we probably spent like two to $3 million on sending out cookies to law firms. <laughs> wow. And these are not just sort of crappy, crumbly, dusty little cookies. These are gourmet cookies with amazing um, packaging and, and and the wrapping and all this stuff. And then we, we, we personalized it in some cases. And the reason why we would do that is we would, we know that, um, that the gatekeeper is the, is the person to win over in a, in a law firm. That's their right. job is to prevent the, you know, the vendors from bothering the, the attorney. Right. So we had to, yeah. we, we, we would send them an amazing experience, these cookies as a way to open the door for the sales, sales team to call. The, the yeah. unique thing that we did though, was we actually sent them before the sales ter sales team ever reached out. So it was literally the first touch point they got from Scorpion was yes. a FedEx box with a cookies. And then the salesperson would follow up right. on, did they get the cookies? And just kind of begin, like you said, begin that a very light touch conversation leading into potentially a sales conversation. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is where people, this is kind of why I've, I've reached the realization that like, the reason people are billionaires and the reason people are not billionaires, at least if they're trying to be a big yeah. company is because they just aren't playing the same game. Like they just are not fully understanding all the things that are required to make people say yes to everything. Cause yeah. it was like, like what you're doing is you're creating something where the amount of yeses goes up dramatically. And if you had told me three years ago when I was grinding it on outbound calls that there was a way to get, 80% more people to say yes to something mm -hmm. I would have, or even 800% more people, my mind yeah. would have exploded. Yeah. I mean, I, I wouldn't have understood how am exactly. I getting all these meetings? That's why it's like so crazy to me that so many people don't know how to get leads mm -hmm. online. When in fact, it's probably the easiest thing in the world. If you just understand like what people are willing to pay for, like yeah. what things are people And the thing about cookies is like, everyone loves cookies. Yeah. There's no one who like, dislikes a cookie. Like yeah. everyone loves cookies. Yeah. And so it's, it, everyone is going to find that valuable and everyone has purchased a cookie before, especially yeah. a good cookie. And if it's, if it's really good, they're probably going to like you more just naturally as a human being, you know? Um, yeah. The funny yeah. thing is because we, so we were verticalized at Scorpion. It was a big part of our, our, of our success. Um, and what I mean by that is we only had a couple of businesses that we would work with. We didn't, we decided not to work with a lot of different types of uh, companies, SMBs and whatnot that, that uh, could potentially want to work with us, but we decided not to, because we were really set on, on building scale in the company. But right. a funny thing would happen with the, the attorneys because we did this off often, you know, year after year, quarter after quarter, wasn't always cookies. 
but there was buzz in the community the, the you know the, the the conferences that the attorneys would go to they would talk about the scorpion cookies right and it was this great sort of secondary vehicle for us to be sort of in the ethos of their uh, of their day to day that yeah. um that if you don't do those types of things then you just you you miss the opportunity to really create um momentum for your brand right and that's that's the key i mean i think if if more people realize that the real goal is just to get a conversation to happen yeah not even just to sell them but just to get a conversation to happen they'd make mm -hmm. way more sales like it's just it's just that simple you know um so i love that i will ask you kind of because i know we're sort of reaching the end here i will ask you just in terms of choosing those products right i actually just went through this whole process last night with my business partner when i was talking about you know this new product we're launching yeah. Um, and we really spent a lot of time thinking like, okay, if I were to search for, you know, content planning and community building online, are we really 10 X better than all the options? Or do we at least see a pathway mm. to that where we can defend it and still maintain our profit margins because of some unique system we've created, we can maintain our profit margins and be 10 X better at scale with just that. And a lot of times people can't, because in reality, like there are a lot of really good businesses for content planning. And there's a lot of really good business for content planning and community building, but I do see a path based on like examining it. If we add on another adjective, which is B2B SaaS, or even just SaaS and then add B2B, mm -hmm. there is a path for us to be 10x better than the best person right now in the market for B2B SaaS community building and content planning. So I'm curious when you guys pick your products that you would scale or your niches, mm -hmm. which is technically mm -hmm. just a variation of the product. Did you think of it the same way or what was your determining factor that made it so you would pursue a product or a product line? So the product line was heavily dependent on the evolution of the internet. Like this was back, Scorpion started 22 years ago now, back when websites were you know, very 1.0. Right. And the product line expanded as things like SEO came along and then PPC and then social media. And so it was really more, the, the, the interesting part of this, I think is, is Scorpion had grown to a certain point when I was arriving on the scene where they had a lot of revenue, but in order for, for the company to scale, they had to begin to um, streamline processes and build systems that would support more volume, but at the, right. you know, without, without having to hire at the same clip, right? You, you know, yeah. See, it's very, it's very challenging. Sort of the the fundamental challenge with an agency is as you grow, you have human resources that are required to continue to provide the same or better level quality of service. And so, the way that we approached that was through software, and yeah. um, building internal software. But the the way that this all came together was that we had a book book of business. We looked at our book of business and we identified that attorneys were by and by far and a large by far and away. The most profitable uh, business. We 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 had the best relationships with our attorney clients. We um, they were easiest to sell. We had a good brand name, and so we decided to really focus on that for the for the immediate yeah. term. And then the next market we went after was um, was home services, which are not attorneys. They have different needs, and they buy differently, and right. so on and so forth. But the reason why we chose them is because um, they were. Uh, small small local businesses that have a uh, a local focus. In other words, that plumbers only go within a specific radius. Same thing with a right. DUI attorney, right? And so there was some yeah. sort of some need based um, 
similarities, but the other big one was, which was there was just a lot of search traffic for, for plumbers yeah. and HVAC. And, and the biggest, one of the biggest products we sold, frankly, was PPC. And, and so we had to right. also figure out, you know, of all the different service, service models that we wanted to target, which one would, would drive the most revenue for Scorpion. 100%. And uh, this will be my last question. We can go in the light round and then give you a chance to share what you do and how yeah. people can work with you. Because I'm, I'm really excited about what you offer. Cool. I think it's super cool. <laughs> if anyone doesn't know Scorpion, like it's a really big company. So definitely some real cred here. But um, last question would be, I'll kind of give you more of a scenario and see your thoughts on it. So mm-hmm. on that note with the product design and everything, one thing my business partner and I were talking about last night was um, if we choose e-commerce, as the e-commerce content planning community building, mm-hmm. we can get less uh, sort of experienced blog writers because they're writing about stuff that's like more common. It's not like B2B SaaS and everything yep. like that. Yep. So they don't need to have as much product knowledge. Whereas B2B SaaS, even though we have a better story and a better community and all this stuff mm-hmm. with that, it requires more technical people in the long run. What we ended up deciding was that it would be better for our flywheel because those B2B SaaS companies could help us in a myriad of other ways in the long run because we are, we have a B2B SaaS product um, as opposed to e-commerce, which is kind of outside of our, our flywheel. So I just described that scenario to you because I'm curious, is that like a conversation you're talking about that you guys would have internally was not just what is best for acquisition, but also what is best for defending margins? Because really that whole situation is about which one can we actually scale talent with and still have a high profit margin yeah. and be able to still be the best in that niche and maintain that margin from 1 million to hundred million, right? Is that like yeah. a conversation so other, you would have? Yeah, absolutely. So the other sweetheart sort of space in that, that Scorpion competed and we just, we decided not to go into it. Um, but it's a big, big category in SMB uh, and local, which is automotive. Mm-hmm. Uh, we decided not to go into automotive that may have changed since I left, but um, at the time, because the product was so different than our core competency, our core competency right. was doing lead gen for attorneys. We we shifted to something that was a, a near sort of parallel to that, which is lead gen for plumbers and HVAC technicians. If we did, um, you know, auto, automobile marketing where you have to have like this, it's a different product where you have like feeds of, of rest of, of uh, automobiles and prices and all this. It's, it's just a much different beast. And the learning curve would right. be so great that um, it would be very expensive for us to figure it out. And there was no guarantee that we would figure it out versus just doing yeah. something very similar to attorneys. That's great. That's great. Great answer. And I I, I, I want to jump real quick into the lightning round, which we typically ask just okay. a few rapid fire questions and Sweet. rapid fire responses. So um, you said you got started with Scorpion. Now you're not there anymore, but you got started. When was it? 2014 or 20? 2015. 2015. Nice. So was that seven year run or was that a six year run? How long was yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, I basically, it was March of 2015 to the end of last year of, uh, end of 2021. So fantastic. Six and a half years. Yeah. That's fantastic. And is there a business book you'd recommend anybody read? Well, it's on the top of my mind. So I'll say, um, a, a building a story brand, I think is the name of oh, it. Great that, book. That, that's book. one's on top of my mind. Obviously, I, I I read a lot of books, so I could probably... You got a lot of books behind you. <laughs> <laughs> that's for sure. Yeah. Okay. And is there any advice you'd give to your 20-year-old self? Yeah, just listen to uh, listen to your inner voice and follow it. And don't, uh, don't discount it 
and don't put what other thing people think you should do ahead of uh, ahead of uh, what you believe in your heart to do. Follow your heart. That's great advice. Great advice. <laughs> Classic advice. Um, <laughs> and then last question: What would you do? This is more of a theoretical thing, but you've actually yeah. seen it happen. So you 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 would actually have a really good answer to this, I feel. But what would you do if you um, could scale? let's just for sake of argument, scale a $1 million business to $10 million mm -hmm. in 12 months. Um, what things would you do to go from one to 10 in 12 months? Well, specifically an agency. Specifically yeah, an agency. Yeah, so I, I would go into my current book of business and I would understand which segment of my business is, is uh, am I the absolute best in the world at? And I'd uncover mm -hmm. that. And then once I uncovered that, I'd go out and just go get a lot more of that business. You'd focus, I'd put a lot of focus and effort behind that specific thing, say no to everything else. Incredible. Incredible. <laughs> this has been a fantastic interview. Definitely one for the books. Uh, thank you, Corey, for being on the show. Sure, How Lucas. can people work with you? Do they go to CoreyQuinn.com? Is that the best way? So you can learn more about me and the work I do at CoreyQuinn.com. I also do a daily newsletter. It's five days a week, not seven yet, but five days a week where you get a uh, one minute uh, tip on how to grow, scale, um, you know, build, build your business without uh, overwhelm. So if you are looking for this type of content that we've been talking today, I'd love for you to join my, my daily newsletter. You can get there at CoreyQuinn.com slash newsletter. Uh, and besides that, I'm on LinkedIn. You can follow some of my content there. If you have any questions about anything we talked about, I love uh, I love connecting with people and, and having chats like the one we are having right now. So feel free to go to my website, send me an email. And I'd love to connect and see how I can help you. Fantastic, man. I'm going to subscribe to your newsletter. Actually, how can I how can I do that? Wait, what's the what's the link? It's CoreyQuinn.com slash newsletter. Okay, perfect. And yep. Corey, if anyone's unsure, oh. it's C-O-R-E-Y, right? You got it. I N N. Thank okay. you so much. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, yeah. So go there. I'm going to do that right after this. Um, but everyone who's listening, this has been a fantastic interview. Um, really kind of drives home the whole rationale behind lead magnets. I love the USI concept. I love the cookies concept. Hmm. Do stuff like that. It doesn't always need to be things that is directly relevant to your product. I mean, cookies are hmm. not relevant to Scorpion's core business, right? Oh, so it's relevant to the recipient. Exactly. And that's all they care about. It's whatever they find valuable and what they pay for with either time or money. So yeah. if you do that, you can scale. Obviously he did with Scorpion. So thank you, Corey. Really appreciate it. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks for My being pleasure. on the show.